one. Let's begin. Good morning, party people. Party people. That's 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 our line now. Sorry, Australia. We 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 stole it. We stole it from you. I guess so. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing this fine morning? It is currently seven oh nine. We've been up for a little bit here. It's been a slower get up for us. Yeah. Um, that's okay. We've been talking a little bit of politics, a few different things. Mm-hmm. How are you doing today, Doyen? Doing great. Uh, I almost fell asleep like twice. It was it was a struggle. It was a really fat struggle. I laid on the couch with a blanket, and to be honest, I was about to pass out. And the Carson told me, Doyen, if you pass out, I'm going to beat your ass. And I was like, never mind. I'm not passing out. So here we are, awake and ready to go at it. So what are, you get, what are we going to be talking about today, Carson? Well, I think there's a few different things on the schedule. Um, but the biggest thing that uh, I want to start off with, we were having a conversation a little bit, talking about politics. There's an upcoming election in about... 11 weeks or so from now and uh you know we we're talking about the joe rogan podcast um bernie sanders was on there and stuff and you know what especially on here you know we're not going to go really in depth into political views but what i do want to do is kind of compare and contrast um an individual like personal finance with kind of a federal or uh country's finances mm-hmm. and not saying that this is a great comparison but it's just a different way to look at um, when it comes to, you know, budgeting on a personal level and what that would mean if we were, you know, doing it in one way or the other on, on a federal level. So, um, is there anything else that you want to kind of talk about today before I kind of go into there? Um, not really, but our goal of this is really, it's not, we're not far right wing. We're not far left wing. It's just really speaking out the truth as we best can from our perspectives and really getting to shine light on the situation that's going on in our political environment. Mm-hmm. And I guess the the other di- kind of disclaimer here is, again, we're not saying that one way, you know, right or left or um, kind of in between doesn't matter. We really don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, to each, each person's political views, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We're just going to use that as an example so that we can kind of compare and contrast, you know, personal finances to a, we can even say a governing body or it could even be uh, an organization. Yeah. And you see me throw some shade once in a while, but hey, don't take me seriously. It's all jokes. <laughs> okay. So to start us off, so we were kind of talking um, last time about kind of personal budgeting. We get that emergency fund going, what have you. Mm-hmm. So I think what's really interesting is when we do talk about, you know, emergency funds, kind of building up that, that foundation, that base that on the federal level or on the provincial level or or what have you, that in a lot of the different cases, how government is run is very different from business, Mm -hmm. right? We always have that kind of spillover. uh, We have the kind of social services side, and that's actually the side where I work as well. Um, And then you have, uh, you know, you have these different, different avenues of revenue that from taxes that are going into kind of different pots. So what I think is really interesting, so on the personal level, you have your savings, you kind of want to build up that safety net a little bit, just a little bit of an emergency fund, then you want to start investing in things, okay? Um, Especially when you're investing, they say don't put all your eggs in one basket, okay? But then on the, say, provincial level, you know, a lot of our economy, especially here in Alberta, is based on like oil and gas, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Money team. (laughs) Money team, yeah, exactly. Um, And it's really interesting to have a lot of people that are kind of going after um, the oil and gas industry saying that it's super bad, it's super corrupt, and there's different sides of that, and we're not going to go into that. Mm-hmm. We're just going to look at it from a budget perspective. Yeah. We're going to say, okay, on a personal level, we have this 
kind of safety net, you diversify your profile, uh, your portfolio, sorry, not your profile, uh, your portfolio. <laughs> and here in Alberta, that's something that we don't do overly. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're, we're kind of focused on one eggs and or all of our eggs in one basket. Now that basket can be very, very, very lucrative, but it's kind of something, what do you think on this Dorian? Do you think that, especially when it comes to investing, so we're talking investing here, not so much about the economy, but how do you feel about having all your eggs in kind of one basket? To be honest, in the moment we are right now, I think it's not a bad thing. I think it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of both. A little bit of good, a little bit of bad, but mm -hmm. it's absolutely not a bad thing. In the sense that, so we have oil and gas. We are limiting the amount of oil that we're actually pumping out of the provinces, out of the province. And uh, what we're really trying to do is we're really trying to get the economy moving again, right? And we're doing what we know best mm -hmm. as a as province, which is oil and gas, right? And then from there, when we focus on our core business, it's just like, it's just like any business, that's our core business, right? And our other businesses or other ways we can diversify our portfolio is by solar energy, wind energy, kind of like the farms that are down here south of Alberta. And we have a lot of those and those are huge. And those are something that is not talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. Calgary is the main base for oil and gas <clears throat> in all of Alberta. Mm -hmm and the economy is down it, when it hit Cal calgary hard you could see in downtown offices they were vacant there was no one there and there was just no business moving at all right it got to the point where people were complaining about property taxes within calgary and they had to cut 60 million dollars out of the budget and that that's huge especially for social, social services that social services that you were talking about before mm -hmm. so i don't think it's bad but in the sense we should focus on our core business but at the same time diversify right diversify with the money that we're using to get from our core business the one thing that i think the previous government may have missed a little bit was the previous alberta government may have missed a little bit was instead of focusing on the core business of diversifying they just tried to diversify immediately you can't focus on the core business you can't you cannot focus on the core business and they just say hey we're gonna stop doing what we're doing we're best at and we're just gonna diversify right so <clears throat> that's kind of my quick opinion on it okay and i would agree with that i think there's um an interesting point when it comes to even looking at just a portfolio okay if you say that you have let's say 75 percent of your assets in stocks are in um oil and gas or let's say energy okay mm -hmm. and uh, you know what let's change this let's say in the tech sector, okay? Because it's a very volatile, very high yield. So in the tech sector, the sector you have 75% of your um, money, okay? So you got a lot of your eggs in one basket. And let's say that's split between, you know, say two different companies or something like that. You gotta turn off your notifications. You mute that. <laughs> anyway, and, and then the other 25%, um, you're like, okay, I could put it back into this high yield into the 75%. Um, what we were going to talk about a lot on this uh, on this podcast is what are your goals? Because what are your goals determine how you should invest? If I'm looking to, you know, I'm 22 years old, I want to buy a house in approximately three years. I don't take that, let's say a $10,000 principal or let's say, no, no, let's say a $40,000 principal that I've saved up really, really, you know, it's taken me a long time to save up this amount and I have $40,000. I'm not going to invest that 
in a very volatile market if I know that in say two, three years I want to buy a house? Because that principal that year could be down like 30%. That wouldn't make sense because now you go to pay that down payment on a house and you say, there's the one, there's the house that I've always been wanting. You go look at your portfolio and you're like, my account, my investment that I put 75% of this in a very volatile you know, fund is down 30%. It's down 15%, 20%. Now you're like, I can't afford now the down payment on, on this really nice house that just popped on the market. Mm-hmm. You're limiting yourself. So you want to put that principle in a less risky investment. Okay. But if your long-term goal, you know, you're 22, you have the same 40 grand and you say, you know what? I don't want a house in the next five, 10 years because I'm moving all over the place. Maybe I'm looking at jobs out East or in a different country or even here in Alberta, wherever, right? If you're in that situation, then that same $40,000, you can throw in a much more volatile market. You can get a little bit higher risk with it because you don't need that money. Now on the federal side, because every four years we switch governments, every, you know, they're not working. Can you imagine if every four years you, now assuming that every four years the government actually changes and doesn't stay as a, you know, kind of with one party, every four years you have an idea of, okay, this is how I'm gonna invest for the next four years. And then fourth year hits, and then you have an entirely different, you can think about yourself being in one position of life, And then the next position of life four years later, and then the next, like you're not working together. You're working in opposition of each other. Like that's not how you would invest. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. say, okay, I really want to save my principal this year. Really want to keep my expenses down. And the next four years be like, all right, now I want to ball out, you know, okay. You know, over here, I want to spend a bunch of money on, you know, on supplements and all these health things. Doesn't mean that those health things are not important or those fitness things or whatever which is the example of social services and what have you, right? All of that is really important. You know, you're maybe you're paying to go see a psychologist and stuff, just kind of keep your mental health going. Those are really important. But if you ball out so much to be able to make all that happen in one go, you're, you're losing that progressive, you know, uh, we talk about resources. You're losing that time in to be able to expand the, that wealth, to be able to get that as kind of a side thing later on. But it's hard every four years, so it's just an interesting look. No, you're absolutely right. During how I what I, how I believe things is like during an economic downturn, when things are bad, that's when you should pump more money into the sector, into your core sector the most. You expand your core sector. You find different business partners because no matter how bad the economy is, you could still keep business moving. No matter how things look bad, you could keep still keep the core business moving by, oh, we're having a bad year this year. Everything's falling. Our core business partners are not doing as well. All right, time to expand. Find more business partners. There are more business partners in the market just because Canada is doing bad doesn't mean Japan is doing bad. Just because Canada is doing bad doesn't mean China is doing bad. Just because Canada is doing bad doesn't mean Nigeria is doing bad. So therefore, since we're doing, if we and the US, we're both doing bad. All right, guess what? Expand to other markets. There's so many more markets. There's so many more countries where we can ship our products, ship what we're doing, just get work back in the province. Mm-hmm. So I also agree with you when you talk about every four years, it's a game and switch of personality, right? 
I'm doing right now and I'm I, I want to save money because right now I'm in a deficit in the next four years I finally get myself in a deficit and now I'm spending doing and guess what <laughs> all that money I finally gave gained back I spent it all and now conservative doing comes back and it's like oh crap what happened to all the money I saved now I gotta save up again right so the switching back and forth really affects the province and the people in it itself. Absolutely. And I guess, uh, you know, as we're kind of going deeper into um, more of the political stuff, I also want to revisit what that means on a personal level. Okay. So especially with the upcoming election and stuff, you know, a lot, a lot of people will say, okay, you know what, I'm conservative at heart or I'm uh, more of a liberal and what have you. And like, that's okay. But I would urge people, you know, and me and Dwayne were having this conversation this morning and we said, uh, you know, I asked her and I said, hey, you know, the federal election's coming up. How much research have you done? And it's funny because in our bubbles, it's called the, uh, have you ever heard of the echo chamber effect? No, I haven't heard of the echo chamber effect. Okay. okay, so what it is, is it's the idea that, especially with like Google searches and stuff like that, the more, and everybody's noticed this, the more you search something, the more you get back of that thing, okay? Mm -hmm. So if I'm always Googling, um, you know, the newest and greatest, say iPhones and, um, tablets and stuff like that, maybe for some market research or whatever, um, you'll start noticing ads. You'll start noticing all these things because that's how that works is it pays attention to what you're searching and you'll get a lot more of that brought back to you. So it's called the echo echo chamber effect. If I'm always typing in, you know, let's say Trump's super amazing or the opposite. Mm -hmm. Trump is super awful, blah, blah, blah. You will get news, you will get articles that reflect that and build it up. So it becomes your echo chamber. So you're like, oh, I'm reading this everywhere. Oh, look how bad. It's reinforcing your preconceived notions because that's what you're, what you're putting out there is what you're kind of getting back. Oh, so it's kind of like if I get pregnant, for example, and I notice, hey, I have a belly bump. I'm more likely to see women that are pregnant because now my attention is focused on the fact that I'm pregnant. I'm seeing people that are pregnant. Or if I get a white car and I'm like, oh, now I see more people with white cars when in, in reality, they've always been there, right? In addition to that, but there's also, we know that with those big tech, co uh, tech companies, more of what you search, you have that like kind of AI or machine learning working in there yeah. to be able to give you. So for example, um, on, you know, YouTube or something. If I Google dude, perfect. Right. So all the trick shot guys. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I go to Google, uh, Google, then I go to Google and I'm typing something about trick shots. I'm going to get a lot more because of how Google's algorithms work. Yeah. They're going to show me more of that related content because it's on your recommendation pages. You see more of that. Right. And so I guess the, what this comes back to is in kind of personal finance and political finance and stuff, if you are only like, let's say a diehard conservative person, okay, and you're looking at the party platforms, be aware of that echo chamber, try to get a different vantage point. And maybe it doesn't change your views at all, but try to, it's the equivalent of being in an argument with somebody else. Try to put yourself in their shoes and understand where they're coming from. One, um, on a philosophical point of view, you can strengthen your own arguments if you can put yourself in the other person's shoes exponentially. If you don't see that other side, you can't defend against it. If you know yourself and know someone else as well, you're more likely to win that war. 
Mm. If you only know yourself, you're fifty percent chance. You have fifty percent chance of winning the war. And if you don't know yourself or the other person, you're always gonna lose. Absolutely. And I guess to add on to that is that once you kind of see kind of both sides or multiple facets, multiple perspectives, whatever you need in in this election. You can start to determine, okay, what is my life going to look like in five years? What are my finances going to look like, right? So, okay, my, what's uh, we'll ask this. What is a five-year financial goal of yours, Dwayne? Mine? Oh, it's huge. My five-year financial goal is I need to have at least 10 to $50 million in the bank account. That is how my finances look like. That's where I want to be, and that's where I'm striving to be. Okay. And so, for myself, I want to have... Um, enough income, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, through you know working to be putting away enough income that I can set myself up. So as we talked about, you know, once you make those really high numbers, you can start going more into dividend stocks and what have you. Um, I want to be in a position where financially, if I got laid off that next day, I would not be stressing whatsoever. <laughs> I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, time to do something new. Exactly. But now you look at your personal finances, where you want to be in five years, and now you look at the political game and say, okay, or let's say four years, sorry, because four-year term, um, and say, okay, in four years, in the next four years, what is going to be most important to me? Okay, what are my values? And yes, you're going to lean more towards certain platforms and stuff, but be aware of that echo chamber. Be aware that, you know what, if you're always searching about how Trudeau is the worst person in the world... <laughs> You're going to get more of that. You're going to be mm -hmm. way more drawn to the articles and stuff that are going to be pushed towards you mm -hmm. that Trudeau's crap. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to go into my personal because, <laughs> uh, you know, I... Trudeau's crap. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is interesting to be able to have that um, that contrast, to be able to say, okay, but what are the, what are the good... Th you know what? Let's say I'm super against Trudeau. Mm -hmm. And saying, okay, but what are the good things that Trudeau's done? And if you start to Google that as well, just out of just to put yourself in the other shoes and then go, OK, you know what? They've, he's done a decent job with, say, global relationships uh, on these fronts. Maybe he's sucked balls at these other ways, <laughs> but, you know, just try to he's give yourself. Best, yeah. yeah. So try to give yourself a little bit of perspective when going into this election, because I think mm -hmm. people our age are so used to getting that information just right there. And they're not used to doing the research, taking a little bit of time to see the other side, to do a little bit of research and then come out way more informed. That's that's how you make an informed decision. Mm -hmm. And I You're think right. that's really important on the financial side of it mm -hmm. for your personal finances. The more informed you are about anything that's important in your life, just the better off you are. No, you're absolutely right. Um, that on to what you said is we have to be honest, we have two major parties running for it because the NDP never wins. So if you love NDP, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, forgive me for what I say, but I'm leaving NDP out of this argument for the like, uh, for the federal election. For the provincial election, 100% put them in, right? But for the federal election, swap them out. We don't want them, right? So now it's between liberals and conservatives, right? And you need to think, okay, what is what do I want? What do the people in the province want? And what do people in Canada want? Right. And you need to, like Carson said, take a contrast view of both of them and see, OK, is the cons is conservatives right? Are they right for me or are they bad for me? One of the things we were talking about earlier is how their platforms are so vague. 
right? How, in the sense that you go, I go and search up the liberal political platform. There's nothing out. There's zero out on it. But then you go to the U.S. and there's a Democratic run to be the next party leader. And you have all this information. People are spilling out their guts. People are telling them what they want to do. Go Bernie Sanders. I support you. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and in Canada, it's so, in a sense, you don't find out what they're going to do till October. And then by then you're like, okay, like literally I, all I know is two things they've said on the news. So actually go in there and do your research and look at the pla party platforms. So you actually know what's best for you, what's best for the province and what's best for Canada. And then base your decision off of that. I also told Carson earlier, I don't, I'm not far right winged. I'm not far left wing. Yeah, I'm too. exactly. We're all about what's best for the country, the province and us at the time and at the moment. Right. So if it's the liberals, go Trudeau. If it's the conservative conservatives, go share. Right. I'm not. I'm not stressing. And I'm not gonna pick a fight with anyone saying you're wrong, because everyone's right in their own sense. Mm -hmm. And just to add on to that, as kind of a little kind of disclosure here at the end. Um, not as much a disclosure, I guess. It's just a last little point. But I think it's important for people to realize that. Um, and, and we talk a lot, or what our plan is to talk a lot on the show. This one's going to be a little bit of an off, um, kind of off our usual pace. But the reason why we bring the politics into it is because this is something that we want people to be a little bit more aware of. We've got 11 weeks. It doesn't have to take all of your time to be able to do a little bit of research and stuff. But your financial goals in the next five years are going to be, or next four years, five years, whatever, are going to be impacted one way or another by the federal government. Okay, so that could be tax rate, that could be a few other things. But a lot of us are in a position where we are graduating. We're coming into the workforce now, out of school, and we need to be so much more, not that we didn't need to be aware back when we were like, what, 18 and stuff. <laughs> um, but we need to be very, very aware of having our voice heard, having our informed voice heard, because this isn't you right now. This is you and your opinion for the next four years, and you have 11 weeks to learn about it mm -hmm. and to make an informed decision, one way or the other. Like, go for whoever you want, I don't mm -hmm. care. But make sure it is an informed decision. And with that is going to affect your own personal finances, how you do your own business, how you obtain your own wealth is going to change with the federal election, also with the provincial election. Now, to what extent, you can argue that indefinitely, but that is something to be aware of and it's something that, you know, we want people to go out there and at the very minimal, just vote. Mm -hmm. Just have your voice heard. Literally, that's so all it takes. We wanna, we wanna add on to that. Yeah, go out there and vote because if you don't vote, you're li living with a decision you let other people make for you mm -hmm. for the next four years. and. Think about that. You'd be like, oh, the government sucks. The government is not doing enough, right? Like, oh, it's, it's all their fault. But if you didn't put the effort in initially to change the government, to give your opinion, then you have no one to blame but yourself. So it's you that sucks, not the government. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't complain about uh, something that you didn't attempt to fix. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a good place for us to stop today. All right. Um, thank you, party people. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>